listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And this week we have a special guest for you, it is Braun the Lumberjack. And he's going to come on to talk about Dynamic Wrestling Alliance's Invitational Show. And that's this Saturday night, November the 13th at Coppice Arena in Willowbrook. A lot of classic old-time stars from the Chicago area, independent promotions, a bunch of other indies kind of combining into the show, having all kinds of great talent. It's going to be a fun time. And Braun's going to be here to talk all about it in just a little bit. And what a weekend for Chicago independent wrestling. Once again, there were several terrific shows. Golly 500. There was Rocket Pro. There was an amazing POW Entertainment show. We'll get to that in just a second. But I was out at Zello Pro's show at Base Camp Pub in Lyle on Sunday. And that was any given Sunday. Hell of a show. And to respect to... Zello Pro's promoters, Matt Bacalling and D-Ray. I don't want to give any spoilers out today or this week. We will have photos. We'll have a recap on our website probably in about a week or so after they make the debut on Fight TV. And that's Sunday, November the 14th. You can catch the entire show on Fight TV. And just to get into it a little bit without going into spoilers, the main event is something to see. GPA and Laney Luck against Jordan Grace and Jonathan Gresham. A really fun match, a really entertaining match. Great wrestling, um, some great spots between the couples. A lot of fun to see. And another match I really enjoyed was the semi-main event, and that was Drama King Matthew Raywalt against Storm Grayson. And Storm Grayson is really showing the last six months to a year. And you got to check him out in this match. And Drama King Matt, another awesome effort from him and Zello Pro. Great to see him on the local scene once again. We also got to see Simon Gotch, who's Matt's former partner in WWE as the Vaude Villains. We had a great little match between Bryce Benjamin and Angel Escalera. Country Air made a tag team appearance. And I don't want to get too much into the show again because I don't want to provide any spoilers. But very, very fun show. Check it out on Fight TV, Sunday, November the 14th. And stay tuned to WindyCitySlam.com and Windy City Slam social media for more coverage down the line of Zelda Pros any given Sunday. All right. POW Entertainment, Wrestle Rage 19. Last Saturday night, November the 6th, at Rumpoles up in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. And what a development we've got going on here. It's old school territorial warfare. And 
I love it. It's great. You have to check out Power Entertainment's Facebook page right now. They just posted a video not too long ago of what happened at the end of the main event of that show and the SCW invasion after the match. It's now a full-scale war between Power Entertainment and Southland Championship Wrestling. This thing is really exciting. Let's get into it just a little bit. Scott Spade in the main event defeats lost soul Chris Cairo to once again become the new POW heavyweight champion. Now, Spade had some help when Max Holiday attacked Cairo and threw Spade on top of Cairo, and Spade got the three count to win the championship. Now, Max Holiday wrestles a little bit for both promotions, so this is where it kind of gets interesting. Holiday opens up his jacket, has a red SCW shirt on, and that is the signal for the SCW invaders to storm into the ring and attack Spade. They attacked Tiny. They attacked Rough Crossing and Cairo. And even Commissioner Hedford uh, was the brunt of these attacks. And Hunter Payne and and Max Holiday and guys like James Creed and JPH and a whole bunch of others from SCW jumped in the ring invaded pow and jimmy blaze came out a few moments later with the pow locker room in tow and he acknowledged that the war has officially begun and even said to hunter payne and his scw crew we'll see you down in shabance and i know there's a show coming up in a little less than two weeks i believe november the 20th so you will not know what to expect at scw's thanksgiving show on november 20th Jimmy Blaze has promised vengeance. Power Entertainment could invade that night. So I would suggest getting down to Shabance to check that show out because that's going to be electric. And that was just a very small part of Power Entertainment's Russell Rage. We also had new tag team champions crowned, and it's Revolution. Jimmy Blaze and Eric Freedom come out of that four-team match as the champions. So basically BMI and Revolution won the first phase of the match. They defeat IPA, who were the defending champions coming in, and Kazal and Mason Perks. And then the second phase was BMI against Revolution. Revolution won that match. And they're once again the POW tag team champions. Xavier DeFaust and Ruthless Ramon, they defeat Joy the Pitbull Chichi in a two-on-one dog collar match. Then we had a Legends tag team of Tommy Capone and Trevor Blanchard. They defeat Trog the Caveman and Bass Marauder. And then Rough Crossing defeats Brutus Owen Wesker and Max Holiday to become the new POW Entertainment Midwest Champion. And in a six-man tag team grudge match, we had Hardcore Impact. That's Paulie Tomaselli and Hardcore Craig. And Craig's son, Luke Swan. They defeat Blacklist, that's Tristan Hayes and Danger Mask, and Tristan Hayes Jr. Very exciting six-man there. And then, of course, the king of the POW Entertainment Battle Royals, Tiny, wins the Zebra Kid Memorial Battle Royal, and he gets to hold on to that trophy until next year's WrestleRage. We also had Rocket Pros Harvest Havoc, and that was last Saturday night, November the 6th, in Joliet. And in the main event, Marche Rocket retains the title over Grin after lots of interference, including an interruption by the Idols. 
So Marche Rocket, who was complaining about uh, cookies and, and some other things after the match, he is still the Rocket Pro champion, but there's still plenty of people on his trail to take that title off of him. Also this past weekend, we had Golly 500. Uh, some of my friends were at that show, and it was a packed house at Walther Christian Academy. Great luchadors from Mexico, international stars, a lot of local favorites as well. Great showing by Golly Lucha Libre, and congratulations on 500 episodes for Golly. All right, moving ahead this weekend, and we're going to talk a lot more about it with our guest Braun the Lumberjack. Dynamic Wrestling Alliance Invitational, Saturday night, November the 13th at Compass Arena in Willowbrook. And we're going to have wrestlers from all sorts of promotions coming in. Legends like Marche Rocket. We have Yabo the Clown, Nick Cutler, the Lunatic, and so many more. Braun the Lumberjack will talk about that with us in just a few minutes. Also, POW Entertainment's Friday Night Lights. And this is another huge show for POW. And that's Friday night, November the 12th at T-Wood Bar and Grill in Wooddale. And in the main event, we have a street fight. And it's Mason Perks against Psychotic Jimmy Blaze. And in this street fight, if Jimmy Blaze loses the match, he will have to retire from in-ring competition. Methinks Jimmy Blaze is not quite done yet. So I'm predicting Jimmy Blaze. Sorry, your boy, Mason Perks. And then we also have a silverware match. Um, getting me thinking about Abdullah the Butcher here a little bit. We have Kazile taking on Meat Hooks O'Bannon. And then in a two out of three falls match, and this has been a great rivalry over on Friday Night Lights, Mateo Valentine against Cody James. So that should be a lot of fun there as well. A couple of other shows to talk about in the Chicagoland area this weekend. We have the Nick Gage Invitational Six. That's Game Changer Wrestling. They're coming to town Saturday, November the 13th at the Summit Park District. If you know about Nick Gage, expect blood, guts, and gore. And this is what this is all about. So if you like the deathmatch scene, GCW is for you and the Nick Gage Invitational in Summit, not far from Midway Airport. Also Saturday night, in Berwyn, WOWT's Road to Glory returns to the Berwyn Eagles Club with another night of Lucha Libre action. All right, in mere moments, our special guest this week, Chicago wrestling legend and now promoter, Braun the Lumberjack. Stay tuned. Check out WendyCityPlan.com for news, analysis, photo gallery, and links All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Very excited to have a first-time guest join us. He's a longtime Chicago wrestler. He's also a promoter. He is Braun, the Lumberjack. Braun, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having me, Mike. Hey, no problem. I'm very excited to delve in a little bit on Dynamic Wrestling Alliance and also talk a little bit about your early career, which uh, we spoke uh, about a little bit just before we went on the air here. Uh, first of all, I just want to run down. It's Dynamic Wrestling Alliance Invitational, and that's a Saturday night, November the 13th at the Compass Arena in Willowbrook, and the bell time is 7 o'clock. 
And the cool thing about this show is all tickets are 10 bucks. Now, could you tell me a little bit about the uh, conglomeration of promotions and talent involved in this show? Yeah, I, I want to shine a spotlight on some of the different promotions. We got uh, Janesville Wrestling Alliance from Wisconsin, ARW from Indiana. We got some Windy City alumni. Um, it's um, can't use Windy City Pro Wrestling because that's copyright has been sold and owned by someone, and I don't feel like getting sued. So uh, we have a few wrestlers from the Windy City alumni. Um, there's IWA Productions. They're going to be in in full effect. And then there was the LWF, which was uh, my old promotion from many years ago. So we're going to get some old timers out there like myself and we're going to show that we still got a little something left in the tank. Not much though. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Now the LWF is the lunatic wrestling federation. And now this is the famous underground backyard promotion that uh, sparked a lot of stars cornfield. Yep. Sparked a lot of stars back in the late nineties, early two thousands. So now were you part of the formation of the LWF? So the LWF was in, it was formed. I want to say two or three years before I came aboard. Um, They were running shows literally in a cornfield out in Elwood, Illinois. Um, uh, I got together with some of the guys I was working with uh, Supreme who's Derek Peterson. Um, He was running off. He said he had to take off to go do wrestling practice. And I was like, what kind? Greco Roman. He said, no, like WWF at the time. I said, what are you talking about? That was it. And then uh, went to a, a, a house, met some of the guys and it was over from there. Saw some of their videos and then, you know, a couple of years later, we wound up doing shows uh, in an actual building. So um, I became partners with those guys and uh, we did all right. Yeah. And we were talking a little while before we went on the air and uh, you said your very first wrestling match came about 25 years ago against a guy named CM Punk. Now tell yeah, me the, a little bit about that. Yeah. This guy, uh, CM Punk, what is it? Cookie monster Chicago made. No, it was chick magnet. Um, yeah, it was our first official match because, uh, back then they had the uh, commission. So you had to, you you had to do all kinds of stuff to, to run shows officially in in Illinois. So that was our first official match. We all had matches in the, in the cornfields of Elwood and other places, but that was our first official match. Oh, wow. Tickets were only $10 then too. So here we are 25 years later. And uh, no inflation when it comes to wrestling. That's very rare indeed. Yes. So back when the LWF started, not to get you any of you guys in trouble, but uh, Mm -hmm. were you guys flying under the radar of the commission or were you kind of try to uh, rules abiding for the commission? uh, That's that's probably the, uh, I've never heard that question. Uh, We were. And (laughs) when you start getting three or 400 people in a cornfield, um, sitting on hay bales and, and all kinds of stuff, um, there was some definite interest and, uh, they, they went ahead and, uh, they kind of, kind of cornered us. So we had to step up to the plate. Um, uh, Michael Brooks had to go in uh, front of the commission and he did a great job and, uh, sealed the deal and we had to give him, of course, some money. And then, uh, that was it. And, uh, we turned legit. And I think that shocked a lot of people. Yeah, is it kind of a rags to maybe not not riches, but a rags to kind of like uh, middling uh, stuff. Definitely not riches. That's correct. <laughs> I might I might have earned a sack of Juia coin or two, and that's about it. 
<laughs> Interesting stuff. Uh, you also had history with GPW for a long time, and they're not running anymore, but they were a huge part of the Southland and South Suburban scene in the Chicago area. So what was Correct. that like? Um, it was fun. It was the second foray into promoting. Um, I had a couple partners there. Uh, two of us moved on. Um, Battle Royal Barry and myself and uh, uh, some creative differences and other differences. And then uh, we formed uh, Dynamic Wrestling Alliance, um, somewhat uh, out of spite. Um, I was technically done with wrestling. And then uh, we'll just say someone called me a quitter. And I said, okay, I'll show you how I quit. And Dynamic's around. And uh, we're trying to just trying to do it a little different. Everything's the same. We can all use the same wrestlers and workers and everybody else, but I'm all about production. I, I don't believe in just throwing a shower curtain in a ring out there and saying, Hey, look, go wrestle for me. Um, I want to create a dynamic experience for the fans. And uh, I put a lot of time and effort myself into doing whatever I can when it comes to lighting. And, you know, I've got guys that do video production. We, we try to make the experience the best possible on an independent level on a very limited budget. So how did it all come together for Dynamic? Well, like I said, uh, I was I was pretty much, you never retire from this business, but I was I was pretty much done and, and had enough of some of the, you know, just the, the crap that was going on. And, you know, um, someone lit a fire under my ass and I said, okay. And then I came back even stronger. And along with Battle Royal Barry and some other, you know, guys, uh, 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 Joey Boom Boom from ARW has been a big help. A guy, Josh Ennis from ARW, he does a lot of my videos. There's a, there's a plethora of people because they have the same vision, and that is to kick ass in the independent wrestling business and not just go out there and go, hey, I'm a wrestler. You know, it, it's there's a lot of competition out there now. So um, I got together with those guys and said, let's go. And, and, you know, for the longest time, people were like, when are you, gonna ru- when are you guys going to wrestle again? I said, as soon as we can find a venue that is quality, that's another thing. It's, I don't just want to do a venue. I've done the, I've done the backyard and the cornfields. I want to do the right kind of venue and make it, make it an experience, a dynamic experience, by the way. Yeah. So November, 2019, I believe through my research was the first show for dynamic, correct? It was, it was October 19th, October 1919. Actually the first show was, there was one in September, and that was at a place called Side Street, which is now known as North and Maple in Tilly Park. And I was asked, hey, can you put on a show? We have a tent up. Iron Maiden was playing at the World Music Theater or whatever they call it now. Mm-hmm. And so he said, I have a day open. So I said, oh, excuse me. Uh, somebody was just trying to call me a quitter again. Um, <laughs> what happened was they said, hey, we have a, this tent for a day. Can you can you put on a show? I said, sure we can. And that was technically our first show. And we, we pulled in like 250 people for a show under a tent that was had, I think we had a week and a half of uh, promotion. So that's when I knew we had something special going on. And then you did the show in October uh, at St. George's. Yes, 10, 19, 19. And then um, there was what, about 700 people there from what I recall? 724 to be, to be exact. Um and it was a good, you know, we, we, it was a good showing. We, uh, we were pleasantly surprised, you know, it's really technically, our, you know, our second show, but really our first show, because that, that was the one we had promoted. And that's a, that's a company coming out of nowhere and just, we did it, but 
you know, people know from, from what I had done with the LWF and global, they, they know the product they're going to get, you know? So, you know, it's just like a, a, a manager taking his talents, whether he's, whether he's coaching the white Sox or he's coaching the Cubs, he's, he's going to bring his ideas and his strengths and weaknesses to the game and, and hopefully make it, make it work. And that was a fantastic show from all accounts. Uh, Windy city alumni turned out big time in that one. And uh, it sounded like a really fun time. It, it was, it was a blast. I knew we had the, the, we had had the fans in the, in the palm of our hands as soon as we just turned off the lights and in the roar of the crowd. And I was like, well, there we go. And then you just, you let it, you let everybody do their thing. And I think everyone had a good time, fans, wrestlers, everybody. So Sounds that's like what that- you want. Sounds like that production value too that helped kind of get them. Yeah, like I said, it's it's a production value. Obviously, we're not AEW or WWE, but I know it took me roughly eight to ten hours to set everything up. I had, you know, I had some help, but um, that's, you know, like I said, it's this isn't this isn't a multi million dollar company. We don't have a TV deal. We don't have any of that stuff. So it's a lot of sweat equity, and a lot of a lot of people were helping out because I think they believe in it, and that's how you're going to grow out here is. Sometimes, you know, ECW grew, um, they were, they were as a whole, they grew and, and, you know, took it to another level. Um, you know, there were probably wrestlers that were better than some of those guys, but they took it as as a group, as a whole. And, and that's what we try to do as the LWF. And that's what I'm trying to do here is that let's take some of these guys, let's go as a group, you know, individually, you know, divided, we fall united, we stand. So it's kind of the goal here. Now you mentioned uh, some of the stuff that you do with dynamic in terms of trying to bring production value and all that. What will Chicago area fans see from invitational and future dynamic events? And also, do you believe that there's anything different or unique from what other Chicagoland promotions offer? Um, so um, I believe, you know, AAW freelance um, Chicago style wrestling, um, th- those guys, I like the production value that they're, they're putting in and in what they do. I mean, AAW is kind of the, you know, they, they, they're kind of a standard bearer right now. They, they really do a good job. I like, you know, that's, that's part of it. Make the wrestlers feel good when they come out. You know, they're not just coming out of uh, what I like to call the shower curtain, make them feel special. You you know, they're going to put a little more effort into it. And then the fans will notice that too. Um, What I do like about compass arena is that uh, the video boards are in as I said, video boards, not, not projector screens, um, are quite extravagant. And we're going to try to take full advantage of those. There's two full ones. And then there's a middle one that has like, uh, you'll have to see it's, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. So it'll be like your Titan Tron basically. Technically there's like two Titan Trons and the middle one is going to have some graphics and things like that. And it's, um, it's a really, really nice, facility that's that's pretty much brand new yeah and uh hopefully after this one they'll have us again and you know uh we can keep moving forward sounds like a lot of fun and you have a couple of matches announced for the show um there's the dwa invitational battle royal and now this is for a incredibly huge trophy i I, from what the pictures i've seen it looks like it's over six foot tall and it's just about six foot tall yeah, it's um, really taller than a lot of the wrestlers that they're going to competing for it. Um, it's um, go big or go home sometimes, you know, um, 
in, in the winner will keep it. It's not to be defended the next year. There'll be a different one next year or whenever we decide to do another show. And it's, um, I think it's a nice prize, you know, dynamic and even global, global. I think we had a few belts um, dynamic. I, I don't even deal with belts at the moment. Um, I just want to showcase the talent, you know, the fans, every match is within itself is a, I would like to say as a championship match, you know, one man versus the other, one woman versus the other, you know, two men, whatever it is, tag teams. Um, yeah, it is. It's a pretty cool trophy and it's, it's a nice prize. And uh, the battle Royal is, is going to be our, um, technically is going to be our main event. So it was like that for GPW and it's going to be like that for dynamic. Hopefully we won't have a Brett, the Hitman hard, bad news, Brown moment with the trophy after somebody wins it. You know, everybody always asks me that, that, that <laughs> somebody may not survive that one because it's, uh, it's pretty hefty. So I hope not. And a couple of the other matches that were announced previously on social media. Well, one was Marche rocket versus Yabo the clown. And the other one was the lunatic against Nick Cutler. So uh, is there any other matches set anything else that you could announce? Oh, absolutely. Uh, today they're going to probably be announcing on the, um, the dynamic Facebook page. Um, we will have, um, uh, JWA, the Janesville wrestling Alliance. Um, we'll have, uh, Drew Hernandez, the Mayan Mahler will be going mm -hmm. against, uh, an old LWF standout grin. Um, that's, that's going to be a, a singles match. I'm looking forward to seeing that. One. Very nice. Uh, I myself have worked the Mayan Mahler, uh, young kid, strong, good. Great gimmick. I love gimmicks. I don't know if, you know, that's another thing. I'm all about gimmicks. Um, I try to take it, you know, a little old school, 80s style. Uh, give me some gimmicks and uh, I, I'll eat them up. Yeah, I met uh, Drew at SSW uh, a number of weeks ago. Uh, nice kid, big kid. Uh, definitely fits the part of being a professional wrestler and uh, looking forward to seeing what he can do. I, I, he's also working with OVW, so that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, he's, he's, he's well-trained and, uh, like I said, I'm trying, you know, he's coming in, he's representing Janesville wrestling lines. I like try to bring some new blood in, you know, mix them with some of the old guys and then it's going to be their time soon. So why not, why not now for them? And you mentioned Gren too. He just made his grand comeback over at rocket pro, uh, this past weekend. And it's great to see him back in action. And I was fortunate enough to see him a couple times with pro wrestling blitz over the years and yeah incredible uh talent incredible gimmick too absolutely and he's, he's i don't know how he does it with the face paint i've tried face paint a couple times i am not an artist so i'll just throw on a sleeveless flannel and i'll be all right and speaking of face paint yabo the clown i mean that's an incredible get up i sometimes i see his, him and his brother do the whole brothers of Funstruction yes. now and it's a really kind of cool gimmick yeah, and it's not only the gimmicks, they're also talented workers, you yes. know, um, Rolf Crossing and, and Yabo and or Ruffalo or whatever he goes by. Um, that's another <laughs> thing, you know, it's to have everybody, you know, people, you you can go tomorrow. Anybody can buy wrestling boots. Not enough guys do, but wrestling boots, it's easy to get gear now. You know, the internet back in the day, it, it was it was quite difficult to get geared up and everything else. Now they can. Now you have to do the work in the ring. You have to kind of take care of your body physically also to put all of that together is something you don't see very often. You know, there's a lot of guys in this business that mm, it probably don't, they don't belong in a ring, but when you have a million companies out there, they need workers. So somebody's going to get out there and do it. And in a way we're trying to, trying to thin the herd a little bit. I guess you can call us wrestling COVID. 
Oh, jeez. Uh, Marche Rocket also on the show, and he's a guy I've seen many times perform in the area, and he's just supremely talented. He's a guy that's worked with Impact, the NWA. Uh, he's, just, he's also a great all-around guy, too, and uh, he's an asset to any wrestling company. Absolutely. Anytime I can have him on a show, I'm, I'd gladly do it. He's a professional. He, uh, he's a teacher, and uh, just like you said, he's extremely talented for his size. He can move. Um, I've been in a ring with him a few times. Hopefully I'll never have to get in the ring with him again because that will probably be the end of my career. Um, I probably have a heart attack afterwards. But, yeah, he's he's awesome. And, I, and the styles, I like, I like, you know, the style of Yabo versus him. It's it's two different. It's just it's just different. And that's what that's what I'm that's what I'm going for is, a, is a, you know, Mix it up a little bit. You know, we, we could put Marche against another super athletic guy. And Yabo is athletic, but it's. It's amazing with those big clown boots that he has, how athletic he is. And just to watch that is a, is a, is a sight to behold. It's like watching somebody walk in heels or something like that and do it flawlessly. Yabo just moves around the ring. Like those, those clown shoes are nothing. Correct. <laughs> Who else? Um, I mean, maybe will you put the boots back on for the show or. Oh, I, I, I am. I will be working. Uh, the, uh, the the family will be in attendance. Myself and uh, Ivan Manson, okay. Uh, uh, Charlie Jr. and uh, and Cheeks Manson and Snake Manson, probably old school Manson will be there. But yes, I will be. I will be working the show. Wow. Okay. And anyone else uh, in terms of names that you can announce at this point for just being on the show? Um, Melanie Cruz will be in action. Yes, she will be there. She is uh, supremely talented as well. Absolutely. And then we're going to let, we're going to let, we'll let the cat out of the bag as the week goes on. We got to okay. leave, leave a few surprise snippets for you. So once again, though, nobody, I mean, Marche has been on TV, obviously, and, and Mel has also Melanie Cruz, but you know, I don't believe in, I believe in showcasing the talent that's, that's here. And, you know, it's nice every now and then as a treat to bring in some guys that, that have been in the business for a while, but you know, really when it comes down to it, you know, it's a family-friendly entertainment uh, business. The kids love it. They, a lot of times, you know, a four-year-old kid doesn't know the difference. Hey, were you on TV 28 years ago? No, you're not. They see us as the stars. And that's that's what I, I want to do is I want to create new stars right here and right now. Speaking of TV, did you ever get a chance as an extra for any of the larger companies? No, I've never. I've never. I've never gone that route. Um, I know many people have, and I, you know, Bless them. Um, I've never, I've never taken it another level like that. There was a time when you, you have to make that, there's that fork in the road and you say, well, what do I do? I, I had a, when I first got in the business, I had a one-year-old son. I said, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to focus on trying to, trying to make it to the top or do I focus on trying to raise my son in the best way I can? Well, I, I chose that while still being able to do this and entertaining. Um, I am not, I am not supremely talented like some of these people are. I think I know my role. Um, I, I entertain when I can in this in this arena here and do my best. But when it comes, there's some that I mean, I, I can't I can't hang with those guys. But big fish in a little pond, I'm all about it. And especially when you fill the pond, and I'm filling the pond. So so for the biggest fish. So for wrestling fans who may not know Braun the lumberjack, describe the character um 
kind of, you know, I mean, what would you, you know, kind of what you would think out of a lumberjack guy run around in the woods all alone, Fl- usually with an axe shirts. and flannel <laughs> shirts and, you know, um, more of a brawler, you know, and, and I think that fits too, because you're not going to see any, you know, super technical moves from me. I like to say, um, I'm the Indiana Jones of wrestling, you know, these young guys get out there, they do their flips and everything else and they're talented and I love it. And when they come at me, then I just either pull out the gun or I, I give them the nice short arm clothesline and, and cut them off. So, um, just more of a, you know, it's more of a brawler and just, you know, go out there and kick some ass. Love the short arm clothesline. Good old Jake, the snake Roberts there. Yes. Which brings Minus me the DDT on the yeah. concrete. Yeah. Which brings me to one thing though. Uh, when I mentioned Jake, the snake Roberts, and I hope you agree with me on this, uh, the DDT should be a finisher. It should never be a setup hold. You sit, you ram somebody's head into the ground or the, or the concrete, the match should be over. Correct. Um, we're in a, it's a different world now, right? I yeah. mean, it's like trying to see, you know, baseball is different. It used to be, hey, what's your batting average? Now it's on base percentage. And it makes sense, right? I mean, a guy gets on base 400, you know, 400% of the time or, or 40% of the time, uh, you know, and his average is only 230, then he's actually doing pretty good. Whereas if somebody's batting 300 and they only get on 30% of the time, they're really not as good as the guy batting 230. Sorry about that analogy, but it's, (laughs) you know, the super kick and all of this and that, I mean, it's, it's just become part of the lexicon now. It's it's what everybody does, but you know, sometimes just telling the story in the ring, you don't need to do a whole lot. And then when you do make it count and, so we're trying to bring back a little bit, you know, um, you don't, you don't want to overkill them. You know, you want them to come and see you the next, the next week or the next month. If you give it all to them at, at, in one match, they might be like, oh, I've seen it all. So got to try to keep it fresh. Right. Yep. Now this is the point of the show. We're about to wrap it up. I always ask my guests, uh, whatever social media you have. And in your case, either your personal or your um, company's dynamics, social media, uh, and whatever merchandise, upcoming events, and also ticket info for this Saturday night show. Yeah. So um, we do have a dynamic um, wrestling Alliance, Facebook page. Um, I haven't been on Twitter or any of that stuff. It, it gets, you know, gets kind of lonely out in the woods. So I'm, I'm shocked. I even have Facebook, but we've got that. And for the DWA invitational at compass arena, um, next Saturday, November 13th, uh, you can go to Eventbrite and under DWA Invitational, um, tickets are only $10 um, and that's all seats. So it's really a first come first serve and that's what we've got. That is pretty darn cool. And once again, it's a uh, Dynamic Wrestling Alliance's Invitational Saturday night. November the 13th, Compass Arena in Willowbrook. Doors open at 6, bell time 7, and all tickets $10. And lots of great talent to see. Uh, Marche Rocket, Yabo the Clown, uh, Melanie Cruz, Nick Cutler, etc. and so forth. So, Braun, thank you for joining Windy City Slam this week. We really appreciate the time. All right. Thank you, Mike. I all appreciate right. it. Fun conversation with Braun the Lumberjack. It was so cool, that little nugget that he told me that his first professional match in Chicago was against Chicago's very own 
AEW superstar CM Punk. Very, very cool. And we wish Braun a lot of luck this weekend with Dynamic Wrestling Alliances, The Invitational. And also, thank you very much to Steve Arendt for pointing me in the direction of Braun and helping me to, to kind of foster this interview and get it rolling. Very happy and very thankful for Steve Arendt for some of the stuff that he's helped me out with over the last few months over here on Windy City Slam Podcast. All right, before we go, though, I want to talk just a little bit about AEW's Full Gear this Saturday night, November the 13th, on Pay-Per-View and Bleacher Report. Stacked card, as always, from AEW. And the AEW Championship is on the line. The best bout machine, Kenny Omega, defending the title against Hangman Adam Page. And after nearly a year of terror from the Elite and... Kenny Omega, I have a feeling this is finally where Hangman Adam Page ascends to the throne. And I've been a Hangman fan for the last couple of years and very excited for this. I think Hangman comes through with the victory. It would be a little disappointing if he did not win the title. Plus, we have AEW's Women's Championship, Britt Baker defending against Ty Conti. And in the final of the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament, Brian Danielson takes on Miro. Then we have that 10-man street fight, the inner circle against the men of the year and American top team, including Loudmouth, Dan Lambert, or what, what did Jericho call him again? Fat face dipshit? Yeah, I think I agree with that. But the funny thing about Lambert is he is probably one of the best heel talkers in professional wrestling. And this even goes back to his short stint with Impact a few years ago. I know maybe not a lot of people got to see that, but... When he was on there, I was really impressed with the heat that that guy generated. And he's definitely generating that same amount of heat in AEW. So that's what's going to make this tag team match so much fun. And speaking of tag teams, AEW Tag Team Championship, we have the Lucha Bros, Penta El Zero Miedo, and Ray Phoenix against FTR. That should be a lot of fun. We have Darby Allen against MJF. And in a match I'm really looking forward to, and the promos really sold me on it. Not that they really needed to do that, but CM Punk and Eddie Kingston should be a war. And then we also have the six-man tag, the Falls Count Anywhere match, where you have Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, taking on Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. So AEW Full Gear this Saturday night. I'm very excited about that. Go Hangman Page. All right. Next week on Windy City Slam Podcast, we're still working on trying to get a guest. Hopefully we'll have that book soon. We'll try to let you know as soon as possible. Plus, we'll recap some local events and AEW full gear and a whole lot more. You're listening to Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. So long, everybody.